Welcome in everybody to 215 Unfiltered. It is it's episode number 30. Really? That's awesome. Hey, we made 30 episodes. It's pretty awesome. We're going to break down the first half of the 76ers uh NBA season. Doing pretty well actually. Way better than I thought. I, I don't remember what I did. I think we, I think we said I said like fourth seed was like my yeah. high end. I think like I'm they're number 1. They're number 1 in the East. It's um shocking. Incredible. It's shocking. I didn't think they'd be one in the East. I don't know. What do you think? Do you think shocking? Do you think great? Like, what? What do you? What's your thought on this? Well, this is the thing, Joe. Uh, you look at the schedule here, and they've been up on the teams they are supposed to beat up on, and that was the big thing with the Brett Brown era that they didn't do so well over yeah. the course of a season. You took care of business on the teams. A couple times they had a couple hookups against those teams. But overall, I think they took care of business where they had to. I, I definitely didn't expect them to be first. No, uh, not a chance. Uh, I think top four would have been something I would have been happy with at this point. But to get top one and to have the MVP yeah. to this point on your team is ten times better than we could have ever predicted. Yeah, who would have thought that? I, I mean, I did have kind of like an outside thought that Joel was going to be the MVP. I just didn't think it was going to be. To this level, I mean, okay, I'm just gonna run through like their wins here. So they beat, uh, beat the Lakers, uh, beat Timberwolves, beat the Pacers, beat the Hornets. They lost to the Suns. Suns are a good team. They lost to the Jazz on the road. They yeah, beat that, the Rock. that West Coast trip that, was tough. Yeah, that West Coast swing was a little rough for them. But then they come back and they roll. They start rolling teams at home. I mean, that's what they do. They are so good at home. Like their up. one shocking, their one really bad loss was probably to Cleveland. Yeah, and that on, and that was the day and B didn't play that game. That yes, was Saturday, February twenty seventh. They had a, you know that was probably like one of their worst. I mean, that's probably their worst loss, at least in my eyes. I mean, okay, you lose to the Jazz on on the road, who were the number one team in the West. The Suns, who are what top four, I believe. Yeah, they're top four. And the Blazers on the road are a tough team all the time. So the one bad, okay, maybe they had two bad losses. Uh, the Trailblazers at home when they lost one twenty one to one one hundred five. But I don't think I remember it us didn't, talking about that. Didn't uh, beat play. Uh, I mean, he didn't play the Utah game, but he played the. Portland he did play game. this. He yeah. played the. He had he had thirty five against Phoenix. He had thirty five in Portland. Simmons didn't play. Simmons didn't play that home game. Yeah. Yes. So that's yes. why they lost. They they had it. Was, Seth Curry had zero points. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. Embiid uh, had thirty seven, thirty seven and five, but that was his worst. I mean, to say Joel Embiid's worst game was a thirty seven <laughs> point game. Is, oh, Tobias had twelve. I mean, they they were just terrible. They, they yeah. just had a horrible game. Maxi started, I believe, at point. No, no, yeah, no, no. He came off the bench, but he had fifteen. You know, I, I really like this team. I they play. play we scream. We screamed about this. I think on the when they fired Brett Brown, yeah. that Brett Brown's offense was like a pedestrian first, like seventh grade offense that we used to run in grade school. Like just the high ball. It was. I can legitimately see it in my head where it was. Joel B comes to the top of the key, gets the ball from either whoever dribbles it up the court, whether it be Simmons, whether it be whoever the point guard was. It didn't matter. He would get the ball at the top of the key, and then Redick or Corkmaz would just run off him, and he'd shoot a three. Or they would run Simmons off of him, and he would drive to the basket. That was their whole offense. It was Joel Embiid at the top of the key. But this is what they're doing differently. They they will they will pick and pop and screen you to death with Joel. It is so awesome. I've watched so many breakdowns, Joe, uh, post games of just like their, their their plays and how Joel just comes and, and screens, and you have Curry running around, or you have of um, Corkmaz coming around, or whatever. They've done so many different offensive things, and it looks so much more refreshing watching this team. Oh, it's it's definitely not painful to watch them. No, like it's actually fun. Like that last game they played against the Jazz was 
that was a nail biter, but it was fun to watch. Like, I mean, both teams were obviously scoring. I, I forget what they. Have. Yeah, one thirty one, one twenty three. Yeah. But it they they were both easily one ten, one fifteen at the yeah. end of that. Like, they they can score. They don't stop scoring. I mean, Embiid had forty. The big my happiest thing, especially lately with this team, has been Ben Simmons being very aggressive. Mm-hmm. That. If Ben Simmons is aggressive when he wants to be, and I not even when he I've wants to be, I've definitely made that point when, before. If if Ben Simmons is as aggressive as he's been over the last, I don't know, maybe half a month, they're they're a top two. Like we said, they're either if they played to the potential they did last year, they were at least a four seed. If they played to their full potential, they're a top two seed in the East, top three seed. Yeah, like yeah. we knew what they were. And Bede obviously took the biggest step ever. They didn't go make the play that we thought they were going to do, which was go get James Harden. Um, and, but that was a turning point for Ben. Mm-hmm. That, that think, after the trade deadline, or no, not the trade deadline. I'm sorry. After, after that, that those rumors started, mm-hmm. he kind of turned his game around. Mm-hmm. He kind of woke up a little bit. It woke Simmons up, saying, "Okay, this is what I'm going to do if I don't." If I don't get better, I'm going to get traded and end up in Houston, which I, he clearly didn't want to be in. Nobody wants to actually be in Houston. They just cut cousins. They, yeah. they're a mess. They're they're a disaster. Um, but we get we continue looking at these Sixers, and you just got to all right. They're deep. They're they're actually a pretty well-rounded roster. I mean, they're built. They could be deeper. We'll get into yeah. That we'll in get a bit. yeah. We'll talk about that. But with their current roster as it is they're the number 1 seed in the east half, uh-huh. uh, ahead of brooklyn a half game ahead of brooklyn who is just on fire they're the we'll talk about that too they shoot the three they have experience with danny green who i think has been kind of a blessing in disguise for them um you know okay he's not danny green of I'm the old. of the spurs yeah. But he's still Danny Green. He still hits a three here and there. He can still play good defense. And they have the eraser in the back and Joel. And they probably – I mean, you could honestly say that Ben Simmons could win Defensive Player of the Year. Yeah. I mean, he, he might be the, a top-five defensive player. I mean, player. the way he just shut down Luka and um, Donovan Mitchell to end the first half of the season. There was another game they played, and he, he switched on to somebody, and he was killing us the whole game. And I can't think of who the heck it was. I don't remember what game it was. Or it was Levine. Against the Bulls, it might have been uh, the, the Bulls. Embiid's fifty pointer, which again, uh, point out that was uh, probably one of my highlights of uh, the first half of the season. Yeah, I think it was the but. Bulls, and I think they threw Simmons on Levine, and it was just locked down from there. I mean, Levine had thirty, but I remember, I remember Ben came on real strong against somebody. Eh, maybe he didn't play that game. He had, unless you're talking about the forty point game he put up against Boston, but that was in the middle of January. No. It was then, a game. Um, the Utah game where what was it? Utah where Embiid. Oh, that's right. Utah in Utah. That West Coast trip. Embiid at forty two is that yeah. game as well. I think it was Doncic. It probably okay. was Doncic. But I remember ju- they they just switched Simmons onto him and they said Ben lock lockdown lock like, and that and that's one of the best parts is okay, who who's your best player? And you go well, Joel Embiid's our best player. And then you go, who's the best player on the other team? And it doesn't matter who it is because you could put Ben Simmons on them. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter if it's a point guard, two guard, a small forward, or even a power forward, a stretch four. Obviously, I don't want him guarding against the center, but that's where Joel comes in, where you can actually just lock that down. They were so frustrating last year. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. they not the most frustrating team no, to watch last year? I mean, like, they, they left so many wins on the table last year. Not just they, wins, but they were like, just they were painful. The offense, the offense they were hard. painful for yeah. me to watch. 
And when it's pre- predictable for any fan, it's not good coaching. I mean, they had Hal Horford basically just being a three guy, and yeah. it, it didn't work. It just didn't work. Their whole thing didn't work. Um, Daryl Morey comes in, adds a couple of those pieces, and Seth Curry and Danny Green, and now they're they shoot the three. I mean, that that is such a difference maker for this team. Um, what do you think of Tobias Harris? Are we still, like obviously the beginning of the year? I couldn't wait. Yeah, couldn't wait to ship him out. Yeah, no, I was with you. I he just didn't look. He looked like the same bubble Tobias, and even the Tobias that was struggling last year. And then he kind of slowly kind of worked into it, and then all of a sudden he was giving you twenty a night, and it was kind of quiet because everyone was focused on Joel and Ben's struggles and everything. Mm-hmm. And then Tobias said, "Okay, I'm still part of this team. I'm a big three because this team is nothing without him." And we saw when he was out with uh, the last couple games, they lost that second option. Like, yeah. So yeah. Like, I was thinking about this last night. And I was like, all right, they they have three options. They're three top options scoring. Okay, you got Joel, obviously the number one guy. Bias is the number two in terms of scoring options. And then Ben's three. And you could even you could even push him to four if you have like let's say Seth Curry starts cooking. You know, if he's shooting threes the way he can shoot threes, I mean Ben becomes a fourth option almost. Could we look to improve that option? Maybe. Yeah. There's a couple thoughts I have out there. Now, obviously, some of these moves probably wouldn't happen. But I've been really thinking about this. And I'm maybe a outside chance here. I've been thinking about some moves. Like well, While you're doing that, I was thinking, like, I really think, like, what was the turning point for Tobias? It had to have been uh, the game-winning shot against the Lakers. I mean, I really feel like after that shot, his confidence and just overall involvement in the offense changed and just got better. I mean... He, he he scored, I think, tw- I don't have it exactly in front of me. I know he scored 20-plus that night alone. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, that was the end of January. And yeah. ever since then, like, he's been – I mean, he's had one, three – he's had three nights, Joe, where he's been a leading scorer. And that was early. That was end of December into the early January yeah. games where he was a leading scorer on the team. And after that, it kind of calmed down. And then he's just so involved. And, like, Doc's calling the right things for him. And he's creating his own shot. He's getting penetration. He's being aggressive. He's using okay. his strength. And that's what you need from him. I mean, this isn't an Embiid and Simmons show. This is going to need a third option. They they need actually they really needed that second option. Tobias finally kind of stepped up and took it over, you know. And he's playing his natural position, like he's playing the stretch four, which is what they needed him to be. When they signed Horford, it screwed everything up because Tobias can't cover threes. He's not athletic enough, but he's really good at the four spot. Like he's perfect. He's the perfect foil for Joel Embiid. You know, a guy that doesn't need to be in the paint. He can create his own shot off the dribble, like you said. He can, you know, penetrate, get to the basket. He can make – he is a good foil for Joel. To me, they needed that guy. They 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 needed a guy to play off Joel because they really should be playing basically a 4-1 and one and just letting Joel dominate the middle of, the, like, the whole key area and just have shooters out there so he can, you know, jump, you know, dish it off or have Ben cut into the rack. Like, it just makes sense. It makes so much sense, this roster, finally, after last year of having basically just smashing square pegs and round holes. It just didn't yeah. make sense. Now it does, and they just they look good, and it's it's awesome. It's really, actually, like, this is a positive podcast. Usually, like, I'm, like after you're, the Eagle, the after the Eagle season, being as direct as it was, and after, the, like, the start of this season, I was like, eh, I'm really, like, I was out on the Sixers. After seeing what they've done for the first half of this year, I'm like, man, they're really good. Like, it's hard for me not to go, wow, they're really a good team, and they're dangerous. So let me play devil's advocate here, because if you're not going to be negative, then I easily can be. (laughs) Um, 
I think this team is good. I'm not going to say too much negative, but I'm just angry because they've left a lot of wins out there. Yeah. They, they, they could have a larger lead, and then later on in the season, a lot of games won't be as critical as maybe they could be. But now I feel like a lot of games are critical now. you got Brooklyn on your tail end. You play them a couple times down the second half here. And But, you know, they lost three in a row in early January. Mm-hmm. They've lost to Detroit on a uh, – they lost the three out of four on the road, which if they at least won a second game, I'd be a little bit more positive. About yeah, that West, that Western trip was a real dogfight. They and played – you know what, though? Look who they played. They played poor – the Kings who stink. Yeah. The Kings are Glad they just, got that with the win. The Kings are straight trash. I, they should have beat Portland. Portland, they were in that game late, and then I think Portland just pulled away. Yeah. I think they had a couple threes, and that pulled away. Portland's, what, fifth in the West? Sixth in the West? Yeah, probably. They're fifth in the West right now. Yeah. But I think even Portland and Phoenix, they were winnable games. They're good teams. Phoenix, Phoenix is the number two seed in the West. That's how good really? they are. Yeah. You, like, everybody goes, oh, well, the Lakers are obviously up there. No, oh, the Clippers have fallen. No, like, like, they're third. Clippers have been struggling. They're four and six in our last ten. They're they're in. Right, I'm pretty sure I said watch out for the Phoenix Suns in our yeah, Sixers. You better, you better hope so. I have to so. go back and listen to that. But. Phoenix was good. I knew they were going to be good. I, when I saw Booker, the, you know what I forgot? I forgot they got Chris Paul. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, man. Like, there's certain moves that'll just, like, s- slid under the radar. Like, everybody was so focused on James Harden getting out of um, Houston. Oklahoma City lost Chris Paul. And Oklahoma City was good last year with Chris Paul. He doesn't lose. And now he goes to a young, hungry Phoenix team that looks that's number two in the West. So, like, obviously that, that was an easy loss. For, like, that, granted, really good. They're 8-2 in their last 10. Oh, my gosh. They're a really good team, Phoenix, and they're they're blowing teams out too. Um, and then they lost to the Jazz at home, which the Jazz at home I think are like the Sixers at home. Anytime you see the Sixers at home, you just bet the Sixers are winning because you just put yeah, a I couple mean, bucks the, on the money the line. Yeah, like the two losses, I think they lost. I mean, Cleveland beat them because they. I think they were just they were just out of it. Yeah, I don't know what it they was, they just like, had. They had one of those head cases. Angers me. It's like a game you 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 know you can win against inferior opponents, and you play down to them, and then mm-hmm. you you bounce back with the, the Utah win to end the the first half. Which was I don't big, care. You, which was a you big should help. have won that Cleveland yeah. game. Like that's a winnable game, and you need to win. You know what though? It happens though. That that's I'm, a lot yeah, of. Ba- I'm not asking best. them to win. They Seventy-two sh- and zero. But yeah, still. but they they do need to win games. You're right. Like this is a se- this is a season it. where it actually might help you to get into the playoffs as a top seed because as of right now, it looks like we're going to start letting in fans at Wells Fargo, and they could be upping that even more. Obviously, Texas just ripped everything, ripped the doors off the handles, <laughs> and yeah. just said we're open. Yeah. Um. So we'll see what it looks like in terms of fans and like the atmosphere will probably be a little bit better. I think that's going to change. That's yeah. going to help them. Um, now I wish like those games. Now they've only lost two or three at home. Was it two or three? They've lost. I think at they home. lost two. I know they lost two for they sure. They lost to Cleveland and they lost to Portland. Um, Portland at home. Yeah, they lost to Portland at home. They got blown out. It was like one hundred five. They didn't have Embiid or Embiid had like 40, 37. Embiid had thirty seven and they lost. And yeah, we home. did. So that's really good. So okay, your crowd maybe that helps you not play down the opponent as much anymore in the second half of the season. I think, you know, you have to – obviously they have to get better, first of all, play with personnel-wise. I like Danny Green in this team. He's actually, Joe, the only starter who's played all 36 games to this point, which is baffling yeah. to me. Or him and Dwight Howard, Sixers, that have played all 36 games. So that's incredible. But I, I'm not – Production. Production. Thank you. Spit it out, man. He's only got eight and a half points per game. But 
I really think that's he can he, do better. But that's I, what he is. I, I get him fifteen to twenty, and then nah, he's not. I think a, he's he not. Can. A, he's not a fifteen point. He's, he doesn't shoot. Like there's been times where he like will pass it off. Like there's so many opportunities for him to to score more for the team, and he ends up passing out of it. He's he's exactly what he I thought he was going to be eight eight to ten at most three point shooter guy. Can but play then defense. move him to the bench if you're going to. Nah, not, he's got to he you know, he fits the starting lineup because they need that space to. And I'd rather just put like uh, Mike Scott out there. Oh something. God, get him off the rock. He sucks too. He's so good. That's my <laughs> one negative. They need to go find a four, a stretch four. To get him off this roster. Yeah. Listen, he he's he's fine. You know, I know Mike Scott Hive is out there, but man, they he's he's a liability. Like Dwight Howard's been like my biggest. How how good has Dwight Howard been? Fun at his age, man. Who would have thought that? I didn't think he had. I thought he had a little bit of juice left, not that much juice. I mean, him and him and Shake Milton have been a really fun one-two punch. They're Mm. literally running the same offense that Embiid runs. With with Curry, with Milton and and Howard, and yeah. it's fun to watch because they'll just pick and roll and pick and pop, and you know Milton will come off the screen and you know do also he'll lob it up to Dwight in the lane or whatever. So like they're really being creative with their guys here, and I think they do need another you know three and D guys and big yeah. presence down low. Uh, whether something like Mike Scott, but someone someone who can just shoot and and play off uh, Embiid and Simmons. Maybe I missed something here, but is Maxi Maxi in Rivers' doghouse? Because I haven't seen him play a lot lately, mm-hmm. and I mean I'm okay with it because he is a rookie. Yeah. You know, like I understand yeah. like he's still kind of like getting a feel, and and it's obviously he's never played this many games. You know, because college to pro is a people don't you know people are like oh well it's not that big a, it's a big jump. Like you start seeing guys hit rookie walls, especially in the NBA. Um, you know, like Ben didn't. Because Ben really wasn't a rookie because he was in an NBA camp for the whole year, before, yeah. you know, before, you know, because he was injured. Same with, um, like, Zion. He had half a year before he came. Blake Griffin. Like, those those guys are different. Donovan Mitchell is probably the only rookie that I remember that had, like, a whole year where he was really, like, a top guy. But, like, is, is Maxie in, tr- like, no, I don't know. Maybe it's I just think part he's of just the rotation. Yeah, maybe how games just, have flowed and yeah. everything, uh, especially these tight games down the stretch of the first. Because he's he's averaging what like four points a game. He's yeah, not, it's yeah. actually eight. Oh, eight. Yeah, eight points. Eight, eight points, points on, the, on the nose. I'm looking at field goals. On yeah, I'm, I'm looking at two different things here on your screen. But he's shooting forty five percent, and you know mm-hmm. his three point percentage is only twenty seven. But you know he's scoring. He's dishing. I think he's doing point guard things. He, he's getting good experience and good minutes yeah. out there. He's a, he's um, a depth guy at this point yeah. until I think, I figure probably next year you'll start seeing a little bit more of him. Yeah. Um, you know, cause they'll have rotational minutes because they're obviously going to lose a couple of these guys that they have now. I think a big help is Matisse. If Matisse can start hitting a three a little bit more consistently, I that, know what's he shooting. Huge. What's he shooting now? Cause I can't see Matisse that. is actually one of the worst. He's only averaging three points a game. He's shooting thirty six percent. Yeah, that number's got to be like forty. And that's from the field goal. He's shooting twenty six from three. Yeah, he's got to be shooting at least thirty five to forty from yeah. three to be valuable to me. And he scored in college. I mean, he didn't. No, average, he didn't. He didn't score. No, he did. He did. He averaged at least ten points. I saw. I don't, I don't think he did. I'll have to look at that again. But <laughs> Matisse is someone, Joe, and we'll kind of get into this now. Um, between what we have, we know this team needs to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're gonna keep Joe. I would think they keep Maxi. Uh, but anyone else on the roster here is kind of be up for grabs. But then you look at Matisse and you go, okay, well, do I want to get rid of him now to improve or do I need him for the playoffs or can I get someone equally as good defensively as him? 
Well, and you also have to think about the waivers, you know, waiver yeah, that's wire. Yeah, going to be a huge Because time. how many guys are going to get bought out? Yeah. Um, I look at teams like Atlanta who thought they were going to be good and have just dog, you know, just been crap. Yeah. Like, it, it's a shame, too, because I thought Atlanta, Atlanta was like a sleeper team to me. I thought they were going to be what Charlotte is. I thought they were just going to shoot threes, which they did the other night. And, you know, ah, I hate missing parlays by one team. Orlando screwed me. <laughs> but they, they went out and started just chucking threes. And they can do that. Like, that's a team that if they get hot from three, they're dangerous. But, you know, like yeah. they do – we'll see what they do. Like Gallinari's on there. And um, maybe they're obviously going to move some pieces, um, see if he sneaks out. Um, I know a lot of people are on that Larry Nance train. I'm not. He's like – He's whatever to me. He's another. He's just. He's I mean, just he can another. Shoot. Guy. I mean, the way I yeah, look at it. Yeah, but he's just another guy. He's another guy to me. He's not yeah. a guy that's like gonna make an impact. That's value. Like, okay, he's gonna come off the bench and be a guy that can give you a couple points. I mean, I think you're really looking at Larry Nance or Corkmaz is when you come down to it. I mean, they're pretty. Well, Larry Nance is a that four. Can, can Nance play defense versus Corkmaz? Well, being Lance is what number? He's like a one point nine steals a game in Cleveland. I mean, that's. Fine. I yeah, mean, he, he's not bad, but he's just not a guy that I'm like, all right, I'm gonna go give up Matisse Thibel and no, like Mac, no, I'm like, not giving up that kind of or Maxi or one of those guys. Him, no, like if I'm gonna go give up Maxi, I want to go get a good guy. Like I want to go get a top player, but I don't think teams are really like willing to move guys this year because one, not because because the NBA doesn't have a cap. They they just make up numbers at this point. It's I swear fun. that's the salary cap doesn't exist in the NBA. It does, it's just a figment of everybody's imagination. I feel like it's there. It's not there because there's. I I watch the Heat spend like all the way like past the luxury tax like fifteen times. They don't care. They just <laughs> the owner just keeps paying it. So, like, who are they going to add that you can go? Oh well, that's a difference maker. I always think of like they used to say last year. I think it was Robert Covington. Everybody wanted us to go get from Houston. Yeah. Or, uh, no, no, he was in Minnesota. Yeah, he was yeah. in Minnesota before he got traded to Houston. Yeah, there's just not enough guys out there where I go, man. You know, he he's a good player, or he's a guy that's going to make a difference. Now, here's my crazy. Here, you want my crazy theory? Yeah, let's do it. Clippers have been struggling for the last I don't know, last two weeks. They're four and six in their last ten. What about Paul George? What if no. you have to give up like Tobias? Uh, you have to give up like Tobias and Maxi. Okay, um, and like two first round picks. Sorry. Maybe three, maybe four first rounders. He'd be the four. Paul George can play the four. Yeah, I actually I might actually do that deal. <laughs> Only or, because or, I know he's a guaranteed. Scorer. Or or would you go get ask if they would give up Kawhi Leonard? No, I probably they would never do it. No, but I figured you'd go. Eh? Why not go ask? Would you not? Would you not like? Why not go make it? Because think about this. All right, let's really think about who's the best team in the East right now. Probably Brooklyn. Brooklyn, and it's. For me, not close. Brooklyn's blowing teams out, and they're making it look. And they're not all three of them are playing the best. Yeah, like Durant isn't playing very much, uh, or he's been out for the last, I think, two weeks. James Harden is has become the point guard. Kyrie is the two. Yeah, that's Kyrie's going to be the third option. That's the funniest part. How is Kyrie going? Like Kyrie's going to be just fine being the third option behind Kevin Durant, and and if they really want, they could just give Kyrie the ball to close the game out. You know, James doesn't have – Harden doesn't have to. And if Durant wants it, he can have it too. They're too good right now. Like, okay, their defense is a little – is a liability, but can you stop them? That's going to be the big question. Yeah. Can you yeah. stop them? Because if Durant wants to, he can clamp down. I, I think James Harden can when he really wants to. James Harden can play enough defense to get by. Kyrie, I'm a little worried about. You know, he's not the best defensive player. They're, they're the best team in the East. And it might not be close. 
Well, I mean, I know the Sixers are close. Them. We haven't played them this year with everybody. everybody we played them with yes. just Kyrie. Yeah. Or just James. And then, and then we we played them before the trade happened. I think we so, played them with just Harden. Yeah, it was just Harden. Yeah. And they lost that game. We beat. No, we beat them. We lost that game. No, we beat them. No, there was one game we lost to. Maybe that was the uh, the Kyrie game. But I remember we lost to them earlier at some point in the season. Maybe not. I think we beat them both times. Yeah, we beat them. Okay, we beat them in February. And then we beat them just a couple. Of, I think we only played them once. Okay, we only played them once. That's yeah, we only played them once. Oh, here it is. At Brooklyn, we lost 122 to 109. Oh, okay. So, yeah. That, that was a Shake Milton 24 and beat at 12. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, so, yeah. Um, we haven't played them all, so I can't I can't really judge that Joe until the second half until we play them all healthy. But for some odd reason, I just have a gut feeling that we won't be doing that until playoff time. But you see my point with trying yeah. to make like a big splash trade, yeah. to go keep up with them, yeah. Like and you, and you look at Paul George. Not to interrupt you there, but mm-hmm. Paul George is averaging twenty four points a game, shooting forty five from three and fifty percent field goal percentage. And you look at Tobias; he's doing well, but he's only averaging twenty seven, and he's shooting fifty one from the field and forty from three. Now, I don't know if they have no trade clause, but like, yeah. why wouldn't you at least entertain a big trade like that? Yeah, and like we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, because the, the Clippers problem. right now obviously are struggling. They need a point guard. They yeah. need a legitimate like. They need Rondo. They, that would be the perfect point guard for them. But well, he's in Atlanta. Well, that's why you look at Maxi and like that's something they maybe might maybe you move Maxi into yeah you move Maxi Tobias. You know, Paul for George. one of them. I mean, I don't. I don't and a think couple so, picks, and maybe. Th- I, yeah. Oh yeah, okay. like I'm obviously making that up and just yeah. like shooting it out there. Why not? Yeah. Like, why not make that shot? Like, you're close. This might be the closest you get, especially if those three in Brooklyn are together for the yeah. long term. Like, you're gonna have problems getting through the East. I don't think the Bucks are as good. No, I think they've been a, they've been sort of a disappointment to me. Boston's a huge disappointment to and me. And Toronto. Toronto, I mean, both. I think they're done. They're they're beyond cooked. Yeah, I mean, Miami, Miami's starting to turn that corner. They're starting to become yeah, that if team they get again. Hot in the second half, they're going to get hot. They were getting hot at, before the end of the before the All Star yeah. break. They, I mean, they beat um, it beat Zion, the Pelicans without Zion, who've been. They're another team that's been a big disappointment in the West, but in the East, you look at those three teams. You know, Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee, and Miami. Those to me are the three biggest, and Boston. Those are your four big threats, and Boston ever figures it out, which I don't know if they ever will. I, I I'm very Boston, no. I hope not. I hope. I hope they. If, get if I'm a Boston teams. fan, I'm a little concerned because they they are having problems too. They Tatum and Brown can put the ball in the basket, but they don't they don't have anybody else. Like not it's not that they don't have anybody else around them that can score. They just don't make the everybody else around them better. Like that's sort of like I, when I've watched them, they let uh, they had a Sunday game, I think. In I want to say Valentine's Day, I think they played New Orleans, and they were up like twenty. They were up big, and New Orleans just came roaring back and I like beat I remember them. that game. Yeah. It might have been a couple yeah. weeks ago. I think it was the Daytona. I think Daytona five hundred was actually on. Yeah, it was. It was probably that weekend, and I was watching that game. Yeah, it was. I was watching that because I was watching that in golf and the Daytona five hundred, and I remember just Boston blew that game, and I was like, man, how do you blow that big a lead? How do you they they are frustrated they're a frustrating team they remind me of the Sixers last year Boston, that's that's what yeah, they remind me yeah. of they're frustrating to watch they're yeah. a good team but you you know they're good but they're just they just mind numbingly dumb sometimes so well, that's exactly what we did that was the best go, way go through the things. top go through the top eight 
Okay. Actually, just go through the whole list and see what right. we got. Well, um, because of this year, they're doing the uh, the, the play-in game. So the 7 plays the 8 and the 9 will play the 10 to determine the, the seven, and eight seat, yeah. 7 and 8 seats. So right now, as it stands, Charlotte and Toronto hold on to the 7 and 8, respectively. Mm-hmm. And then Chicago, Indiana, and Atlanta, are, and even Washington, are all within two games of Toronto. What about Indy struggling the way they are? Yeah, I mean, they're... they're they obviously moved they're to Oladipo. They're losing a lot of pieces. Oladipo yeah. is gone now. So yeah. they are kinda, I don't think they're going to be there at the end of the season. Uh, they're on, I would say, at least a rebuild or retooling now. Yeah. Chicago, I don't think will be there because I think Levine will get no, somewhere Levine. at some point. You think they trade Levine? Yeah, I do. I don't know. I think he's good there. I think they're they're one of those teams that's like I was like, oh, we're a piece away, but they're two pieces away. They're they're a star player away from being really good. Yeah, like Levine's be. a two. Levine's a number two guy to me. He's a perfect number two. He's not a one. He's a two. Yeah. You could really have a lot of movement here. I mean, the Wizards are six games under 500, but they're two games back of the eight seed. So, like, it just, they just depends beat, on they beat the Clippers on a run. They beat the Clippers the other day. See, like, they've gotten a lot of those. And they got Brad- beaten a lot of good sh- teams. How about Bradley Beal? Why yeah. would you? Why would the Sixers maybe go make a play at him? Now, obviously, you're going to have to give up a ton to get Bradley Beal. Yeah, that's Beal. not just going to be But you know bias. what, though? You never know. Well, think about it. Why not? See what they would take for Bradley Beal. I don't think it would take much. I think it would take Tobias, Maxi, another player, and probably three picks. Yeah, I'm not worried about it. Would be a lot. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't really give a damn about first round picks. They can give up first round picks until 2090, and no, they wouldn't make I it. I think that's that's a mistake because once you Joel starts going on the decline and Ben starts going on the decline, you're going to want to rebuild. Both still, they're both still young. Ben's what 25. 25. Joel's 27. So they only got a they got about more four years. more years. We yeah. got four more years. Let's let's run the. I do. You're gonna, mountain. yeah. Hey, maybe Joel stays healthy for those years yeah, and yeah. they protect him more. I mean, yeah. And but he's ben, not gonna play till he's after thirty five. Thirty five. Yeah. He might not be as dominant as he was yeah. as he is right now, but he can still That's play. That's why I want to keep some of those picks. Yeah, I understand. All right. Um, yeah. So as just far run as standings, one through, just one through eight for me. Okay, Sixers, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, Boston, the Knicks, Heat. the Knicks. How about the Knicks? Knicks. At 19 and 18, Joe, what we're sitting at. They play tough, man. They're a tough. I think they they beat Boston. We're not. I don't want to get into playoffs right for the, now. But for I the game, they could knock off Boston in the first round. Here's here's games. a little gambling thing for you. They are the best. I think the best first half team in the NBA. They're like 20. What, how many games they play? 37. 37. Yeah. I think they're like 30, 30 and like seven in the first half against the spread. They're really good against in the first half. Wow. So. Yeah, that that number. Vegas really had to adjust that number. They're but only uh, thirteen and ten in the conference, so uh, mm-hmm. they're 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 floating just above five hundred there. They the play hard though, like yeah. they really do. They got Derrick Rose. Um, he's been playing really well for them. I know he was out the last couple games. They're a fun team though. They're actually like entertaining. They play like nasty. They remind me. Remember when the Bulls had Thibodeau and it was Derrick Rose, Joakim Noah. And Jimmy Butler was like, I think a rookie or a second year yeah, player. Yeah. That's what they remind me of. They play that way. Like they play just the way Thibodeau coaches. Like it, they just they're mean, and I love them. I like watching the Knicks. They're entertaining. They are. They are. They've been. Hey, I'd like it as something different this year. You know, I mm-hmm. rather have. You know, it's better than Knicks and you know one of these other teams kind of floating yeah. around. But Miami, especially it's, a team that can knock off yeah. Boston. Honestly, I think Miami at six. I think Miami will end up being that five. They'll either get up to yeah, five or four. Four, yeah. Because I mean, Miami's they're coming back of four. They're so they, they're turning that corner I mean, like they did last year, and they yeah. just get they're just they're getting. Butler hot. missed a lot of time, so like they they're really mm-hmm. got to get their guys. Uh, Hero missed a lot of time. Yeah. Uh, so they haven't really played a full strength all, for all thirty-seven games so far. So. Yeah. 
Uh, they they could, and if they do, I would. Just and then Charlotte and Toronto. Toronto Charlotte, and Toronto, Charlotte, yeah. Charlotte's a fun team. They're another one. Yeah, they Lamella score Ball, the uh, the rookie of the, rookie of the year. year. He's going to be rookie um, of the year. He's pretty which, much locked into it. I'm going to be honest not though. Been wrong about. I didn't yeah. see this. I saw maybe like, I figured maybe a little bit better than Lonzo, where he could probably get like maybe 17, six and six. Like I was like, that's that's a pretty good year for him, and he's killing it. He's up there. Like I know he's. I'm sure he. He's is. close to triple doubles like every night. Okay, so sixteen what and, and one. Six, six assists. Yep, just two, what I thought. Two steals. And what's his uh, rebound? Uh, like been six exactly. Yeah, I told you seventeen, six and six. It's just <laughs> what I thought he would be. Yeah. But like, there's a few games where he's been averaging like twenty, ten, and ten. Like yeah. he he was on a roll there where he was just triple double machine. The East is fun. They're not good, but they're fun teams. Bunched up. Yeah, and, and the West is so spaced out. Um, this uh, the fun stat actually you ma- mentioned. Uh, I heard this: the Sixers were worst record wise last year, Joe, and they were in fifth place. Mm-hmm. They have a or, better record last year, and they were in fifth place. They have a Worse record this year than last year, and they're in first. In the I think it's more game well game wise. You probably have to look true. at percentage points, yeah. but I mean, yeah. But obviously, look at the teams near the top. Obviously, so Philly, just like I said, Philly, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee Boston, and then the freaking Knicks. How the yeah. hell are the Knicks in the fifth spot? Yeah, I mean they were partying in the streets We've earlier. The- yeah, yeah. Uh, did you see? Did you see that? Because yeah. they finally got over five hundred for yeah. like the first time in like ten years or something. That, that's insane. Well, no. When were they really good? They had to be good. What? Like, um, those years with Mello and Amari. Yeah. And Lynn. It was like that was like their last little that run. That was when we were in high school, I think. Yeah. It was like so the early, early twenty, early twenty tens. Yeah. yeah. 2010, 2011, 2012, Yeah. It was around there. Bla- like Blake Griffin just got bought out. What two days ago? Yeah. Yesterday. So he's a free agent now. Um, Rumor I, has it Brooklyn. I wouldn't mind him coming here. To be honest, he can. Shoot I think he'd be a nice. Defense. I think he'd be a good position. Like he's a guy he, I would have he, no problem adding. Replace Mike Scott with him. I would love. I would to be. Add him. I'd be okay with that. But he's out. He could. Well, he had to pay back. So with his buyout, he had to pay his contract to get out of Detroit. Yeah, you didn't know that. Did you? I I read that the other day. I'm like, damn, he had to pay out to get the hell out of Detroit. I'm like, well, I mean, Detroit does under. stink, but. They're in a full rebuild anyway. They've been in a rebuild since they won the titles back in 05, 06. I know. They haven't gotten any better. Yeah. Quickly preview the second half schedule here. I'll pull it up. We'll just run down through a couple games and notable events, Joe. They have uh, two games on the road to come back, and then they have four at home. But after that, they go seven on the road from March 21st until April 1st. Run through that seven game. So we go at New York to start. Okay, that's a tough game, but they can win that. At Golden State, winnable. That's winnable because Golden State's been struggling. The, the kid, I thought Wiseman might have – the beginning of the year, I yeah, thought I Wiseman was going to be rookie yeah, of the yeah, year. Yep, yep. He looks really good. He's going to be a good player, though, yeah. Wiseman. Uh, then they go uh, in L.A. for two games at the Lakers and then the Clippers. they got to win one of them. they got to split that. Yeah. yeah. If they, well, you if know they what, come out winning both of those games, I don't they're think, probably going to lose to Denver, who they would come up next. Well, hold on. The Lakers won't have AD. I don't know by then. No, because end, end of March. So end what? March. He's got what? Two more. So two more weeks. Three more weeks. Three more weeks. Yeah. They might hold him out if they're playing okay. They might hold him out. They could because they could. he. I what he hurt is Achilles, right? I think it was his Achilles. Yes, it was. They're gonna rest that. They're not yeah. gonna mess with that because if he gets, because when you do something to your Achilles, it's always a good. There's always a real big possibility it could be the whole thing, and it could tear the whole thing. So they're going to be really careful with AD. And the Clippers, until the Clippers get a point guard, they can win that game. 
They could. They could steal that game, actually. And um, we always play the Clippers really well, and it's the Doc Rivers revenge game. You're right. You're right. So, yeah. First time we've been playing the Clippers this season. And it, oh, is it? I'm pretty sure it is. we played tomorrow. Did, did play oh, yeah, we didn't play them out west the first time. No, we didn't. No. That was so, not part of the trip. No, and they haven't come here No, yet. we played the Lakers. We didn't play the Clippers. Yeah, Lakers game is home. So it's a revenge yep. game for revenge game. All right, go to the next. Yeah. What's, what's after so the LA? After the uh, LA day dance, we have Denver and Cleveland. So Denver, Cleveland. Well, they got to be – I think they'll lose to Denver. Denver's, Denver's kind of been one of those weird teams too. Like last year, they were a good team to bet bet with. And there is three days off in between the uh, the uh, Clippers game and the Denver game, so they're going to be out there a couple days. Yeah, they'll be in Denver probably for those days. Well, that might help them with the altitude. So, yeah. And they'll, they'll, they can win that game. And then coming home to Cleveland, that Cleveland game, they might rest, guys, just because long yeah, trip. I mean, it's a long trip. Yeah. Um, you really have the three big games in a row, the Lakers, Clippers, and Denver there. Yeah. Uh, I could see that taking a loss and just kind of a rest day. Okay. And then you come back home uh, April 3rd. So they go from March 20th, Joe, to April 3rd as far as in between for home games. It's one hell of a vacation. That That is a tough game. That's, a tough, <laughs> that's probably their toughest stretch. Um, other than that, they got four on the road against Boston, the Pelicans, OKC, and Dallas. Those are all winnable. Those are all winnable. Um, they're at home on Easter Sunday against Memphis. I should blow them out. Four. They got home. This is a big four-game home stretch between the Nets, the Clippers, Golden State, and Phoenix all coming to Wells Fargo Center. They got to win at least. And they got to be Golden State. fans by then, hopefully a little bit more by mid-April. That Brooklyn um, game's what? That's a big game. Yeah, it's a 7 o'clock ESPN game. Oh, that's uh, the it's on Wednesday night, so that's a little weird. Yeah, that is a big game for them. So that's big there. They, and they'll have everybody back. So yes, it'll, it, yeah. well, that'll probably be the as long game. as nobody else gets injured or hurt or anything like that, that'll Fingers be crossed, yeah. yeah, that'll be a big game. That'll probably be for number one seed. I really think that. That could be for they like. They don't play them any other part. That's the last game against the. I mean, that Bears. really could decide a number one seed. Yeah. Because I think that'll be their third game playing them. Yes. Yeah, so that could be the number one seed right there. Well, here's a good thing. After this little home stand, and then they go um, Milwaukee two two out of, two games in three days against uh, Milwaukee on the road. After those games, shown end of April, it's the 24th, second game against Milwaukee. The rest of the schedule is completely winnable, all yep. against inferior opponents. I see Atlanta, Oklahoma yeah. City, Chicago, Houston's a win, New, New Orleans. Orleans. New Orleans better figure it out. They're a good team if they want to figure it out. Yeah, um, yeah they really Miami. they yep. do have an easy last half of schedule. I mean, the Heat are probably their toughest game, right? Yeah, yeah. Miami at Miami, the end of the year. Yeah. Like second to last game of the Miami. year. I, I, it's a winnable game, but it's going to be a tough game, but it's a winnable game. I figure Miami's going to be kind of like where they were at the, when they went into the bubble. They're, yeah, like, they're yeah. going to be really ready to go. Yeah. But um, you're going to have playoff games at, at your stadium now. So, And most likely you're going to be a top three seed. Yes. I mean, as just long as you the, just – if, you, if they just it. maintain where they are, yes. they're going to be at least a three seed. Now, so they're going to have home games. If you double up their wins, they would give them 48. Damn, that's a hell of a year. That's a, out of 72 games, though. That's still a hell of a year. No, I, you got to at least – you got to at least win 50. Yeah, they could win 50. I think they could win 50. Yeah. Oh, that last half where they play Atlanta twice, San Antonio's the seventh seed in the, in the if, West. If they go on a winning streak here between April 26th and, like, May, mid-May, I mean, that'd be nice. They just roll through these teams. Figure here. they win. They go in. How many games are there? One, two, three, three four, six, five, six, eight, ten, twelve, twelve. Let's say they win 10 of 12. Yeah. That'd be a nice way to go into the playoffs. I would take that. That'd be a nice way to go into the playoffs, winning yeah. 10 of 12. 
I think like even if you have to rest guys towards that, the like if you're resting guys against Miami and the Orlando, that'd be that's fine. The that's ideal good, thing is to thing. the ideal thing is to go in. And they have to win ten of twelve. Yeah. If if they go in after that Milwaukee game, if they win eight, it's not as important. No. They to me they need to go in and just be like, you know what, we're gonna win ten of twelve going into the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that was what I was saying awesome. earlier. If you're taking care of business in the first half of this. That, the that, beginning that, half of the second half of the schedule, it's a mouthful. Um, if you're winning, you know the games on the road that you have to. Then this, it's a six-game road trip, not a seven. To correct me from earlier, uh, and then you know you you win teams on the road. You got a four on the road as well. You're beating teams at home. Then again, those these games in the light, latter latter half, Joe, become so much easier, and you know maybe just that much more winnable and at least flexible if you lose them because you took care of business in the first half of the, yeah. the schedule here. Yeah, I they're in good shape. But obviously, yeah. like you like you said, I think 50 would be a good number. But I really want to see those last 12. Yeah, I know Brooklyn – I won't – it'll take me a second to pull it up here. But I know Brooklyn's schedule is a lot harder than ours. Um, yeah. I don't want to compare and go through all of their schedule. But, like, if you just got to win a couple games against maybe teams you're not supposed to win, whether it's the L.A. teams or Milwaukee, like stealing two from Milwaukee or stealing both L.A. games or winning against Denver, like those games you're winning – and then towards the end of the year, you can afford a loss against the Miami, against an Orlando, or against Atlanta or San Antonio, Chicago, whatever, just because you're resting guys. So, like, you can afford some things here. If you're just smart, you play basketball, come out of the shoot, and just, I don't know. I think the key is they also have to go on some sort of winning streak, Joe. They've only had yeah. a five-game winning streak. Um, last year, I know they again, had a couple games where they again, won Again, there's last 10. There's yeah. last 12 games. They, they, that, that's, they could, that's really they could roll eight. Yeah. I mean, they could roll eight to ten right there. And that would really change, like, the outcome for a lot of people. Yeah. So um, Brooklyn, I'll just run these off really quick. Brooklyn's got Milwaukee twice in May, Dallas, Oof. Denver, Chicago, San Antonio, Chicago, and Cleveland. Yeah, so, so, I mean, eh. It's not too bad, no, but it's I mean, still – those first couple will be a little yeah, bit brutal. All right, I don't want to get too much into that. But they have some winnable games here. It's, it's also, you know, probably not as bad as the first half of the schedule was, but – And now they're going to get Durant and, yeah. and Harden and, and Kyrie all playing big-time minutes for them. So that will help them a lot. Okay, so then – Lastly, I want to talk about in this episode is trade rumors. A lot of different names coming out, a lot of different directions between I've seen Tim Hardaway Jr., Buddy Heald. We know Bradley Beal, whether it's the buyout period. We mentioned Blake Griffin in this episode. Yeah. Or it's P.J. Tucker, who I've seen, who wouldn't surprise me if Houston just starts dumping players and maybe the value for a lot of these players isn't as high as it once was. Uh, Joe, what is your – I guess – who would you not mind losing, but also who do you think is – give me at least one or two names who you think the Sixers need to acquire at this particular time. Well, you know we said Larry Nance was like the big name out there, I guess. Um, I mean, I, I think we would need Buddy Heal, but I feel like giving up that would be I would a like lot. to – you know what, though? I would have no problem giving up Maxi and, and Thibel. Yeah. For heel. Yeah. I mean, now you get an, another elite score. Yeah. You're going to have to play keeping up with uh, Brooklyn. You're just gonna yeah, have to. Yeah. Like you have no choice. That's one of the that's one of the tough things. You have to keep well, up. Well, I, I trust Mori. I, I don't think he'll sit on his hands. He knows his team has to get better. But it's also it's also weird because then he probably looks at it from a GM or no, he's not a GM, a basketball president of basketball operations perspective. Yeah. The team currently constructed just beat the best team in the West and they beat the Lakers early on. They haven't played everybody in the West and they've also lost three straight out west in that road trip. So clearly you, you don't know where the balance is of this team because they're beating teams like Utah and the Lakers, but you're losing to other top teams like Phoenix and Denver 
and stuff like that and utah earlier earlier in that west coast trip yeah so where's the balance and what do you think they need is it going to be a guard do they need a three and d guy do they just need a power forward do you need even another center to back up when mb doesn't play and howard has to start and i think that's another position that they should attack a third center a third center but mm-hmm. someone who's viable because then when a B doesn't play, it's not uh, Tony Bradley and Dwight Howard running the show. Yeah, and I even they, they've that. they've had a Ben Simmons play center too, but I don't like that uh, too much. Um, yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to throw Ben playing up against centers. That's just no, that's no, it's too much. It's, it's too much. Yeah, it's too much. You know. So who would you say is one player you would one or two players you wouldn't mind losing? Like I know we mentioned. Matisse I have no problem. Yeah, those two, I have no problem losing. Most of the, like the rest of the roster is pretty safe. I I wouldn't be surprised. I'll be bold here. I wouldn't be surprised if Danny Green gets. I don't know why. Nah, I think I just, he's safe. I, I mean, he's only on a one year deal, and he's only costing us eight million, I believe it is his salary. Um, I also don't think he would re-sign for us if we lose in the playoffs. And obviously, if they win, he would probably retire because that would mm-hmm. give him four rings. Yeah, which would be incredible. Um, how how great of a. Uh, he is to be on three straight championships, Toronto, the Lakers, and it would come to us. So, I, I mean, I think I want him for the playoffs. I think in the playoffs he'll also change. But if you're telling me you can get Buddy Heald for Danny Green, I might do it. Yeah, or Bradley Beal. Or, you know, oh, like, God, if we can get Bradley Beal. Danny that Green. W- I mean, obviously, Bradley Beal was not coming here for just Danny Green, Maxi, Thibel. They're going to want somebody else to, you know, add up to that. But plus you got to pay him. Um, that's going to be the other but thing. That, that money. But might be okay with doing. God, I would love Bradley Beal. Or Zach Levine. Yeah, Levine yeah. is another name. Like, well, that's why I threw my Paul George, Kawhi Leonard one out there. Like, would yeah. you not love to see Kawhi No, Leonard? I would. I would. Could you imagine I Kawhi would. here with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid? That would be a nice I'm, I don't think he's having the best of years either. Nah, it's because he's been hurt. That's, that's he's true. He's been fighting that. Uh, he's been fighting his knee problems. Okay. George Hill. George Hill, you know, another name. Buyout candidate. Yeah. Hey, you know what, though? It would be a nice to have a nice, like, veteran point guard back there. I just, someone who can shoot. Like, I, Otto Porter, I mean, he was a high draft pick, you know, eight years ago. I think Jabari Parker's still out there. I don't know why nobody's picked him up. He can score. He's another Where's guy. Where's he at these days? I think he's well, – there's a lot of dreck. Let me be yeah, real. Let me be yeah. honest with you. There, there's there's not a lot of, like, high-end, like, teams are making moves for, will. you know. That's the frustration, like, right now. Like, I don't think teams are willing – to move guys unless they're getting like equal to better value for them. That's what I fear too. Like, like look how much the look how much the Nets gave up for Harden. I mean yeah, they gave, I mean, they up, gave a up a lot. They gave up a yacht and a mansion. Yeah, essentially. But, but I mean, you still got James Harden. Yeah. Like you have to go like, all right, and we that got might James. Put you over the top. And like, that might win you a title. Like that's what I'm saying. Maury has to do. What what player is going to come in here and make them title contenders? Because right now. On every still media platform, too. it's Brooklyn is the favorite, and I understand that. Yeah, and I don't mind honestly being the underdog going in the second half of the season. What move can put you over the top? You're right. probably only going to trade Bra- for one player. Bradley Beal would be like the number one to me because now yeah. you have a guy that you could legitimately say, other than Embiid, could go for forty. Yeah, and have no issue and doing. That's, you probably if you trade Embiid, you're probably giving it to Bias there. Yeah, maybe Which, Max. You know what though? I'm not. I'm not. Wouldn't be upset about moving Tobias. I mean, I'm still one of this. Who, who's your three or your four? Ben. And who? Okay. And Beal. You have Beal and uh, Seth Curry. And Danny Green. That's it. Wow. Wow. That's <laughs> your roster. We're gonna shoot people to death. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Literally. You might. You might shoot guys out of the gym. <laughs> 
you're gonna get pick and rolled and then just shot to death. Yeah, off that pick and yeah, roll. yeah. Okay, up oh, there's Beal in the corner. Up oh, there's Beal in the third. There's there's corner Car- three. Yeah, corner three. Get, curry up. Up, oh, he's at the top of the key. There's another three. Oh, look, Ben Simmons cutting to the left. Up, oh, there's another corner three. You know, like, like oh, I could see that Beal to Simmons and Beal's game to each other. That could be fun. That could work. That could be fun. Because Beal doesn't need the ball, even though he can. He can dominate if he wants to. Yeah. He'd be a nice little addition, at least my thoughts. Tim Hardaway can shoot the three. He, I would like that. He's I another, think he's, he's another sniper. shot very well consistently over his career. I'm all for snipers. They need shooters. Yeah. Like, they're going to – my biggest – Someone who can be a shot creator. I said this earlier. They need guys to keep up with Brooklyn because yeah. they're going to have to at least try to stay close with them. If you can stay close, you have a chance. But if they start running and gunning and Harden starts feeling it and Durant starts feeling it, you're done. It doesn't matter who you are. They have three of the best they have three top ten players in the league. Who can all drop forty together on a single night and then think about that. That's, they, that's scary. You, you could have eighty hundred and twenty points right off the from bat. three players. Yeah. From yeah. three players only. That's it. Yeah, I mean that's, that's impressive. Really that's terrifying. And if they're all feeling it at the same time, God help that. God help anybody that plays them when they're all feeling it at the same time. I just don't think it'll the be Sixers some direct. Would, it'll would be some like Orlando or Detroit, and yeah. be like the like, oh, we're just feeling it tonight. So, oh look, Durant went for sixty five. James went for forty five, and Kyrie went uh, for fifty. Like, oh, uh, why did you do this to us? Because we can. Like, uh, and they actually like playing for each other. It looks like so. Yeah, that's yeah. terrifying. All right, um, so we'll end this, Joe. Uh, give me um, one bold prediction for the second half, and then we'll talk about playoffs very quickly. Is well, bold considered just the Sixers second half? They'll hold on to the one, and okay. they'll add, and they'll add a star player. Okay, they'll add at least one star player. Okay, because they have. Okay, uh, and then uh, final win total. I know we kind of. What's your final I bold prediction said, on the win? You total? said fifty, right? Yeah, I said. Um, so I, think 50, I think fifty. I think fifty is a good number. So that's fifty and twenty. Two, 15 and 22. That's a hell of a year. I mean, they have 14 losses. That's only nine more. Am I doing that math right? Nine more losses? 28. Eight more losses. They're going to do that in that schedule with that road trip? Yeah. All right. All right. You heard it here first. Eight more losses for the Sixers in the 2021 season would be That would be fun. One seed. That'd be a fun way to end the year. I would like that. Predictions for the playoffs then. Uh, is Sixers with the one seed? Do you see any upsets happening in the other rounds? Or do you think Sixers just kind of run through the first two and get to the Eastern Conference? They get anything less than the Eastern Conference Finals. It's a failure. Uh, yeah. I think that's where you. Anything less than, anything less than the Eastern Conference Finals. It's a failure for the year. Yeah. Like, you might as well just throw the rest of the year. Like, it'd be a disappointment. And just to see how far this team has come and then to just lose. I don't know. Like, I do not want to lose in the second round again. No, no. But do if we, they lose we, in the Eastern Conference final, it just depends how they lose. You know, let's like, say they go six with Brooklyn. Six with Brooklyn would be oppressive. That, that would be. I, would be, I don't I, think so. Because then that means they probably didn't make a big enough move. That's what I would think of that. If you're taking Brooklyn to seven and you're winning, or if you're losing in seven, then you did the right move. Maybe you just got unlucky or something. Yeah, I would feel I'd feel really good if we get seven. Seven with Brooklyn in the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's a win. I think that's a hell of a it's year. It's a progression, yeah. In a seven I mean, to two me, game that's, season. that's a hell of a year. I mean, I, I'm not predicting any finals. I don't want to put that out there. I just think this team has the potential, even currently constructed, to go past the second round as far as after that i don't know i think they can get to the finals if we can even get help joe can you imagine if like a t- brooklyn got knocked off by M- milwaukee so let's just say oh yeah we could beat milwaukee oh that, milwaukee's that, oh my gosh. milwaukee's not that good they've no, been they've been very disappointing this year they do yeah. not cover anybody so this is a big thing good teams win great teams cover good milwaukee teams great milwaukee never covers brooklyn always covers <laughs> 
The Sixers cover a lot at home. They don't cover a lot on the road. I think they had like a 10-point spread against Sacramento like two days ago, and they beat them by yeah. 40. Yeah. I was like, oh. Well, I mean, yeah. we do agree that. All right, we'll leave things here for now. Joe, any uh, any other final thoughts before we wrap this one up? Uh, March Madness. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll throw my March Madness picks out uh, Earl here. Uh, favorite right now is Gonzaga. Uh Put them at they're at plus three hundred. Put a little put a little money on them because they're the best team right now in college basketball. Number two for me is going to be Michigan. Number three is the Fighting Illini, Illinois. Number four is Baylor. If Baylor ever figures out what the hell they're doing, they're a really they're a really good team. But they got to shoot really well. And if they get cold, they're gonna lose early in the tournament. And then my fifth team, I got Texas. They're yeah, kind I've of a they're, they're a, a dark horse. They're top three seed right now. They're very. Here's the thing. They're a good team. They do some mind-numbingly dumb stuff, but if they ever figure it out and put it all together, which Shaka Smart can do, they're a really dangerous yeah. team in the tournament. The Big 12 is the best conference. The Big 10 is okay. The Big 12 is the best conference, and it's not close. So, Gonzaga, put about – if you really want to put some money on it, put about 100 bucks on it because I'm really confident in, like – I would put yeah, $100 of my own money on Gonzaga. That's how confident I am in Gonzaga. If you want a little sleeper, Illinois, and USC is pretty good. Um, they'll get them out in the Pac-12, but the Pac-12. Oregon's another one that's been a sleeper. Early in the tournament, look for um, look for some of the dogs, Loyola, Chicago, and Drake. They're probably going to be in those bottom – well, they're going to be a 12 seed, and they might sneak up a little bit higher to a 10. They're, they're my uh, sleepers, sort of Cinderella's. They're my Cinderella's for the year. Drake and Loyola, Chicago, they're my two Cinderella's. Villanova will be out early. They lost um, Gillespie, and uh, they, they almost lost – they lost to Providence today. Oh, did they? Yeah, oh, they lost by two to Providence. So, yep, so Villanova, if they're going to be a high seed, to pick against them early. I don't think they're a very good team this year. And Press Virginia. Can't go against Press no, Virginia with can't. Huggins. Pick good coaches. That's how you win tournaments. That, so that is smart. That's, how you, that's how you pick the brackets. Good advice from the bracketology slash betting expert Joe here at 215 Unfiltered. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll wrap things up there. Uh, look out for our – we'll do a March Madness podcast in the coming days. Oh, my God, I'm so ready. I'm going to – At least – I'm sorry, I, Selection Sunday coming up so we'll talk about the brackets once we see them because the beautiful thing is see and people like working from home i guess i'm pumped i'm so pumped we we got robbed of this last year i had a book of notes that was ready to go for this tournament i am ready to go i'm so pumped i'm so pumped well trust us guys right here on 215 and filter we'll give you all the uh march madness information that you need to know oh yeah we'll do our our brackets brackets. yeah we'll have those when they come out and uh we'll go from there and uh for now that is joe i'm nick we'll say so long and joellen beat is the mvp to this point go sixers great week everybody and we'll talk to you again very soon on 215 unfiltered andrew play the song (laughs)